of the whole thing. I like, I like things like this because pe- people dive into little rabbit holes and did a, I can work with Lauren and we could do all these things and, you know, and then we could do it and we could slowly chip away and, you know, I didn't get fat overnight, so, you know, da, 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 da. oh, no, never mind. I'll just do, you know, <laughs> I'll just count my macros and it'll be great. Like, yeah. uh, I'm going to switch to hard keto. <laughs> they shredded oh. and I'm going to be miserable the yeah. whole time, right? Which, which I get too in the sense of like people want, to get like a little jump start on on stuff, like mm-hmm. I, I get, like that that makes sense to me, like to the macros and stuff. Well, just just something to to get get Excited. that scale going, and you're like, oh, oh okay, first five pounds down, Whew. okay, ah, we you know first five pounds, easiest five pounds. Um, you know, but at least you then you build some confidence, like oh, I can actually do this, as opposed to you're doing all this stuff, you step on the scale, you've lost a half pound, and you're like, oh, it's been four days, like what what's going on? Anyway. So anyway, I, I do really like the long term, like attack on this, and yeah, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Do these basic things, you can still live your life. Mm-hmm. Things are good. Yeah, good. Almost done chewing. My jaw hurts. I'm really tired. Must have been clenching. And your dude's definitely was clenching. Oh yeah, that hurts. <laughs> Adam's heavy. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe Adam needs to lose that first five pounds. Yeah. That's not, you're not wrong. Remember a year ago you thought you wanted to work with me? <sighs> yeah. I and every coach needs a coach. I know. Coach needs a coach. I need homeschool to be done. Oh, that too. So I love your message. You want to do it before? And I was like, wait, <laughs> never mind. I was not going to make that. <laughs> I didn't even answer. I was like, <laughs> she thought it out. She heard it. As Quincy. I don't want to do all these pages. I don't care. It's what mom said. You're doing. Lauren wants to have a podcast. <laughs> Let's go. Hmm. All right. And that podcast is here. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to... <laughs> oh, you've been recording? Always. The Happy, Healthy, Strong podcast <laughs> presented to time. you by Oak Strength. I'm here with the Strength Squad. Hello, Myself, friends. Andrew. To my right, I've got hey, Adam. Adam here. Hello, uh, low, low, Lauren. Uh, we got to really work on your intros. <laughs> really? Okay, Adam's was better. Adam. Whoa. Well, low, 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 Lauren. It's <laughs> a good one. I think you're just jealous. It's fine. No. <laughs> But well, it's not that. <laughs> we're here, guys, to talk about a little bit about nutrition and kind of reframing your life in your mindset and your approach to it, right? You got to live and let diet. I will not join in on that. Well, because you didn't know the song. Nope. So that's real sad. So everyone listening can shame Lauren for not knowing Paul McCartney and one of his greatest hits. I mean, I've heard it. Not life-changing. It's not in your top five. Ten. Ten. Hundred. It's fine. For songs, you just didn't know it existed. It's not a song. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, it's yeah. a song, but on another thing. So, Lauren, you were talking a little bit before we got this, you know, a little bit, uh, kind of reframe your, like, approach. And as you said, you've been thinking about diet all wrong. So, run with that. Yeah. Uh, I feel that we... We talked about some other other podcasts um, where it's kind of like it's fun to have things be super hard and have all these rules and regulations because we feel in a sense that we're safer because there's something to follow. And it's like, okay, well, let me try this keto thing because it's super simple. I just eat a lot of fat and protein. and Chicken, chicken wings all day. Exactly. And, well, not breaded, but, yeah, chicken wings. You're right. <laughs> and uh, I have a list of things that I can and can't eat, and it's this dogma. 
It's this dogma that completely disregards the underlying nuances that are nutrition, that are physiology, that are humans. And instead, I like to go off of principles, just like Oak Strength is built on some principles of strength training. And there are some basic fundamental patterns that every human should be able to do. And you should do that in a progressively long-term approach. Nutrition should be no different. So some of the principles that um, we'll, we'll talk about throughout the show today are just, I think, deeply overlooked. And our kind of challenge to you as a listener is to ask yourself, have I really, for definitely longer than a week, at the minimum of two weeks, continuously done these principles? And until you've done that and asked yourself that question, you have no business trying other things. It's your own business. If you want to, you can. But I think that you are making things much harder than you need to. Instead of just focusing on on some of the basics. So what's your first tenant principle idea that people should be focusing on? The first one's going to kind of picture like bowling. It has to be your guardrails. And that guardrail is going to be calories. Because my gut was going to say protein. But you can hit your protein and also eat 4,000 calories in a day of Starbucks and donuts. And who cares if you got your 150 grams of protein? That literally does not matter if you are eating in complete excess. So it is going to be eating within your maintenance calories just to start to see if you can hit those numbers. So when you say maintenance calories, people might not know what that means. Yeah, correct. So maintenance calories is going to be, for myself example, if I were to weigh myself daily, I would fluctuate within a pound or so every single day throughout the week. And whatever I'm eating would be my maintenance, Lauren, to maintain the current body composition and weight that I have without major fluctuations or or changes. And quite honestly, you have to eat a certain amount of calories for, again, at least probably two weeks to know if it really is your maintenance because weight loss is not like a ski slope. Like, you know, just all of a sudden lose your five pounds in a day. And, And most of us know that because otherwise... We wouldn't have a billion-dollar weight loss industry of people trying to lose weight. So uh, your your overall, your calories for the day, but also think weekly because we can do really good Monday through Friday. And then if you are doubling or tripling your calories Saturday and Sunday, if you spread those out, it's like eating 500 to 700 more calories every single day throughout the week. And I think that is highly overlooked of like, ah, oh, I'm solid Monday through Friday, and then I just let it flow on the weekends. Why am I just staying the same or slowly gaining a half a pound a month. You add that up over a year and all of a sudden, oh, wow, I'm five to six pounds heavier every single year from these little nuances of just not paying attention. And and, and to add, maybe I should have jumped in with this earlier, but I don't think it's necessarily people's fault that they get so confused with all these different things that yeah. aren't guardrails that like, yeah. you know, if we're doing a bowling analogy, like we're at a whole different set of lanes, you know, like oh, I'm going to try the lanes over here because, yeah. you know, I should, I'm only supposed to water fast and it'll be the greatest thing in the world. Or, yep. you know, I'm never going to eat, you know, a vegetable ever again, or I'm only going to eat vegetables or, I'm gonna, you know, as opposed to, Hey, let's, let's, let's keep it here. Cause again, you, you scroll through anything, Instagram, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. And you, you're just bombarded with stuff. And and I think that's that can be insanely overwhelming for people. And then they just try just start trying stuff. I, I think we all have tried stuff. Like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. I'll see how I do on that that quote unquote diet. Yes. And see how I feel with that. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah. We, we do not say this to uh, make you feel bad about yourself. I say this from a complete place of vulnerability and experience. I have I have quite literally tried almost everything. <laughs> For the worst and for the best. Yeah. And and that's why I'm passionate about talking about this because I don't want you to have to 
swim around in the dark with your eyes closed like I have and just give you hard and fast rules that I've found through working with hundreds of people just through conversation and not actually coaching them or actually leading them through the process day by day, month by month. And I, I'm like scratching my head like, wow, this really isn't complicated. Sometimes I'm like, people pay me to make them eat their vegetables and focus on this. But it's, it is it is true. I, I need a coach. Everyone needs a coach. It's that accountability factor. And the fun thing is I get them through the weeds of establishing these these habits we're about to lay out in this show. And once we get through the weeds, then it gets fun. And that's where we can try these other lanes to Adam's analogy. Yeah. But you have no business trying those other lanes if you haven't stayed in your own lane and owned that. And I think that's where people really overlook things. Yeah. Stick with the bowling analogy. You really should have said oil patterns and balls and delivery types, but that's a whole different story. What is he saying? Is, I don't know. Is, okay, just checking. There's Parallel. some people that bowl, <laughs> and then they're bowlers. I bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the the bumpers. That makes everything happen. <laughs> well, and, and I think here, here's the thing. You, you say no business. People have no business. And and people get, you know, it's 2021, Lauren. People get triggered, gosh darn it. Mm. You know, and it's, it's it's not that you don't have any business, but if, if you want success, you want long-term success. Again, you didn't put on this 30 pounds in a year. You put on five pounds a year for the last six years, yep. and here we are. It's, it's going to take some time. So, like, if you want results, like the, the long-term results where you lose that 30 pounds and then you forget that you even had that 30 pounds on right. ever, and it's gone and it's, com- you know, completely, you know, a thing of the past, that's where when Lauren says, hey, you you, you have no business. If you want results, you have no business. <laughs> like, Thank you, you for know, clarifying. Yeah, yes. I mean, you know what I mean? Because I think, I think people get very, oh, what do you mean I can't try that? I, you yes, know, right. I could try that. I could try, you know. I'm that's gonna, the thing right there, trying stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying stuff. That's a thing. Do I just jump to the gym? I'm going to try this mace mm. and swing mm. it around. Recipe for disaster. Yeah. You probably want a coach mm-hmm. to take you through the drills, show you the positions, and then you can flow with the mace. And explain what a mace is. <laughs> well, well, people also do like this whole idea of trying. People like, oh, I'm try this. Oh, it didn't work for four days. In four days, it didn't work. Well, I'm going to try this other thing. Yeah. It's the mentality going and in. And they, they change too many times. Exactly. It's like, have you ever stuck with one thing for like weeks on end and see does it actually have an effect? Yeah, yeah. So to, to double back here, uh, just something that I want to make clear is I personally do not track my macros. And so I'm talking... <gasps> gasp. <laughs> gasp. Blasphemy. So I'm talking about these concepts um, as someone who did religiously for years as a, as a weightlifter and an athlete who had a weight, weight cut, weight class sport. And so I had to do this. So I have a general awareness and I can get away with the quote unquote, if you want to call it intuitive eating, you know, Mm -hmm. food freedom, whatever you want to say, but you have to earn that. And I think that everyone for a time should in some way track. Now that could be with a scale. It could be with using your own hands and measuring, you know, palm, fist, precision nutrition style. Both are super effective, but you have to start somewhere. It's not just trying things like, like Andrew said. So um, before we talk about any of these things, if you're saying, well, Lauren, okay, cool. Number one question you get as a coach is like, just tell me how much to eat. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the magic formula? Let me let you in on a little secret lean in, okay? Mm-hmm. The magic formula is tracking what you eat for five to 10 days and figuring out what your maintenance calories are. I don't know. You have all the tools in front of you. You have all the secrets in front of you based on what you're eating. So if you if you are real about this, you'll need to do some Googling. I, I could waste my time talking about all the weighing and measuring stuff on this, but YouTube has amazing fitness gurus and people out there that have made 10, 20 minute long videos on, this is how you weigh your oils and this is the best way to weigh your peanut butter and don't do it like this because that's going to give you a bad measurement. If you care about this, do your research. It doesn't take long. You get a scale, mm-hmm. you weigh your food, 
five to 10 days, 10 is better. And then you take those 10 days, add up all your calories, divide it by 10. There's your average, your maintenance, maintenance calories. And as long as you didn't gain five pounds in those two weeks, that's going to be your maintenance calories. So that's kind of our, our first landmark post. I don't know. What are we saying here? Yeah. First step guideline rule. Okay. Yeah. Of, of looking at rethink diet, looking at diet in a different way. Let's start with just having a quantity amount and sticking to that. So after we've established, hey, I need to eat X number of calories in a day to maintain my weight. Yep. What's my next guideline to kind of hone in and rethink this diet? Yep. So the next thing that we know uh, inevitably is beneficial for everyone is going to be prioritizing your protein because protein is used the most on a daily basis in your body. And I'm not just talking about your muscles. Your muscles actually get the protein or amino acids last when it comes to food and digestion. It's going to go to your ligaments, your cells, uh, different reactions within the body. It's so like, the, like our structures within our body, so many different things protein is used for. And eh, whatever's left over, that's going to go to refueling you after, after the workout. So if you understand the fact that you're constantly breaking yourself down on a daily basis, we need to build ourselves back up. And protein also is thermogenic. So all that means is protein burns a lot of calories. When you consume it, it burns 20 to 25% more than fats. Fats are like a, it's like maybe like a five to 10% burn to actually access them, digest them, break them down. And carbs are somewhere in between like a 10 to 15. And then protein is 20, 20, 20 to 25% of uh, what your body expends to even digest it. So with that being said, super conservative a little bit more, a decent amount more than the RDA guidelines is 0.7 of your uh, body weight. So, for example, Andrew, what do you what do you weigh in these days? About 195. 195. So if I take 195 and I times it by you're basically 140, talking 138. 0.7 will get 136.5. <laughs> he's a he's a math machine. It's fine. Well, pretty close to 200. Point, point seven, you're, yeah, you're smart man. So if we round up, okay, 140 grams of protein is is going to be uh, like beneficial for Andrew. I'm not saying depending on his goals, what he wants to do. That's why back to my point earlier, this nutrition thing is nuanced. And all this stuff I'm going to talk about is a starting point, is a baseline. And you have to experiment and play and mess around with your own experiences with this and figure out what works for you. So around 140 um, would be would be good for, for Andrew. And you can do those calculations for yourself. Uh, but uh, how, I mean, how much do you think you eat in a day? If you had to guess. Protein, probably between 150 and 180. Oh, okay. So perfect. Yeah, that's great. So if he's trying to, and, and, and 0.7 is already kind of more of a, I want to maintain slash maybe slightly increase my, my muscle mass. It's not, again, the RDA values are very low. I have to look up exactly what they are because frankly, I don't care because I don't follow them. But um, I know it's a, it's above that. So well, I think the, at one point, the RDA was like 50 grams of protein. Yeah, it's, so, yeah, it's, something it's, it's, it's super low. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. So, next up would be figure out your, your protein, which can be then fit into your maintenance calories. Um, so, if we were to guesstimate for, for Andrew, the RDA for guys is like 2,500, which is super low. Um, that's like just a basic run of a mill. If you take all the average men, which whatever that means, and you average it out 2,500 for guys, 2000 calories for girls. And that's why you'll see in a lot of packaging for food, 2000 based on a 2000 calorie diet, you'll see that like super low when it gives you the percentages of, of what that's giving you. 
So if we take the um, the you know 140 grams of protein for Andrew, give or take, uh, every gram of protein is about four calories roughly. So if we multiply that by four, we're going to get 560 of his total, totally guessing, 2,500 calories in a day. So I still got 2,000 calories. Yes. So that comes to our next point. Donuts, right? <laughs> Sometimes. <sighs> Um, so, so yeah, so Andrew has 2000 calories to play with now for the rest of his quote unquote diet. And the next thing that if I'm going in order of priority here that I would layer in is going to be a fancy term of phytochemicals or phytonutrients, fruits and veggies. Who's surprised? No one listening, right? We all know we're supposed to eat our, our fruits and veggies. We say that, but do we, do you? And I joke, I, I joke, I laugh because people will tell me like, oh, Lauren, I ate so many vegetables, da, 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 and I'll finally get their food logs or their pictures of their food. And I see like a, a, a handful of spinach and like three shards of broccoli. And it, it's something at every meal, but the quantity is so small. So that begs the question, well, like how much, how many vegetables and fruits should I be having in a day? Um, and so not my creation, there's something around in the nutrition world. If you, if you were to look it up called the 800 gram challenge, and I think it beautifully lays out an achievable, but challenging amount of fruits and veggies. And when I say this, just like the calories, you need to know what you're currently eating. So if you are that someone that I just explained, like a few leaves of spinach in your omelet and a few chunks of broccoli, I am not saying to jump to 800 grams. Your digestive system will hate you. Oh, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. <laughs> likely. It's not 100%, but it's quite likely. So we need to move up it in, in what you're having. The goal, if you ask me, would be six to nine servings. Now, okay, what's a serving, Lauren? Give or take a serving of, of vegetables is about a half a cup. But... When you go to leafy greens, it's different. Leafy greens is more like two handfuls because if you were to cook them down, condense them down, two big handfuls of spinach probably cooks down to about a half a cup, maybe, yeah. give or take. So you just got to make sure you look at those differently. And same with like fruits, right? Like a, a hand, cupped handful of berries and, and things like that would, would be a serving. So six to nine servings of that. And in some camps, uh, some, some schools of thought, they would say six to nine servings of veggies alone. That's personally what I aim for on a daily basis. And then I, sp I sprinkle in fruit. Um, so for you, you listeners, if you were, this is why I love this because it's so easy because vegetables and fruit is so easy to weigh and measure because there's no like packaging and, and preparation and cook, like you just weigh them raw and then if you cook them, you know, whatever. So you just get a scale, throw the, put the bowl on, you know, tear it out, zero it out, throw your broccoli in there. hundred grams of broccoli. Cool. 800 grams in a day would eventually be the goal, but start small, start with 200, start with, start with a hundred. Like, I don't care. Start somewhere and progressively try to improve that and that's something i've told people for years is like yeah i make sure i try to eat vegetables with every meal right so like i like every morning i have sausage and eggs but i put like probably about a half a bell pepper in my mm -hmm. eggs and then a handful of spinach every you Boom. know yep. every every day i have eggs and then uh if i'm having yogurt or uh unfortunately like cereal like i see i got some ct crunch now i add blueberries <laughs> to it and it's like, okay, so oh, it's yeah. like, maybe right. I'm not eating the best choice with cereal, Yep. but I'm still, I'm supplementing it and making, improving the choice by having blueberries with it. And then, or I'll have some apple, like an apple and peanut butter is like a go-to snack of mine. Yep. So it's like, I'm eating a whole apple, like, you know, every day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not every day, but most days. But it's like, yep. I, I make sure that I have vegetables with every meal. Like, so like, I love like roasted broccoli, roasted Brussels sprouts. Like I had to go cook it sometime this week, but I got beets 
parsnips and carrots to, you know, mm-hmm. cut up roast all together. And I'll serve that with whatever. But, like, I get my vegetables in with every meal. And then, you know, some fruit. Like, some people can go too far with the fruit. And then you get some sugar issues. But that's another story. Eh, yes and no. I'm indifferent about, not indifferent, have my thoughts on, on fruit. I, I can't stand the people that are like, this banana has too many carbs. Cuts it in half, eats half the banana. If you have underlying chronic illness, diabetes, something like that, yeah. I get that. Um, but for the most part, it's it's not the same. So that's, that's something else to touch on. It's like the amount of fructose in a apple and the amount of fructose in a Snickers bar could be similar, darn near similar, actually. 25, 25, give or take. But what you're not taking into account is the other nutrients and things within those. I would make the better example would be oh. an apple versus eight ounces of apple juice. Mm, yeah. Because, hey, they're both fruit-based, or they're both from the fruit, right? But you're missing all the... Phytochemicals, the, fiber. The fiber and the, yes. the essence yeah. of the apple. You're right. just getting the juice, which is basically all water and sugar. Right, exactly. Hit your system much faster, yeah. Um, so with with all of that being said, anybody, you got anything to add, Adam? No. On veggies um, and fruit? You know, you said something like 15 minutes ago, and then I had a thought, mm. and now I feel like I kind of missed the boat. Oh, you can try to bring it back. Just pouting. We can right make it now. work. We, let's let's try to roll with it. Well, you, you said it in regards to the calories, and then yeah. I, th- I think it trickles down. But in the way of, if you look at, I know I get myself in, in trouble with, you know, when I work out and stuff like that. On days where I work out, I I consume more food, or I should consume more food. And if I do, then on days where I I'm I, I don't. It really at this point in my life, um, or if I'm not working out. And so I, I think the same thing for protein. Um, you know, my protein intake can go down and, and, and whatnot. And so everything that you're talking about, I think, can, can scale up or scale down depending on, on how you're working out and, and, yeah. and whatnot. So, again, I missed the boat. No, no, no. That's Sorry, good. Lauren. No, I it's totally actually threw it off because I love how you're saying look at it from the week. Like, look at the, the, the whole, like, yeah. long week piece as opposed to, you know, hey, it's, you know, oh, 2,500 calories a day. And da, da, da. Oh, well, oh and I went over. I messed up. I'm screwed. Yeah. Might yeah. as well quit. Yep. Yeah. Or, or days where you, you know, severely undereat because you're just, you know, you, maybe you're, you're just recovering on the day and relaxing and resting and, yeah. you know, whatever. You just, your exercise is a, a walk outside, you right. know, and most of the days you're, you're crushing it. And yeah, so I, yeah. I think there's a, I think people have to be reflective on, on you know, really how you're going to fuel the engine, you mm-hmm. know, with that. Still being healthy and doing everything that you're saying. You need obviously some protein on days off and stuff like that. But yep. Anyway. When I'm going into that like week thing, it's like, hey, if you know you have an event like Friday or Saturday night, not that you should be having events in a pandemic, but you know, like so <laughs> hey, you know you're having like you know, like let's go like I have events in pandemics, Andrew. I want you to know. <laughs> but like we'll have like but people like like, oh, it's Christmas party. Like, hey, you know you have a Christmas party. Let's well make some healthier choices before and after so that like that one meal doesn't like derail your de- weight. Derail yeah. you completely. Like you're you plan for that. Like, hey, yeah. I'm gonna eat the lasagna. I'm gonna eat the cookies. It's okay. Like it's not. You know, it's like you'll you'll you you prep for that. You know, leading up to it, and then right the next day, you're back to your normal routine, and yeah. then you don't let it like yeah. completely just stop you. I'm like, oh, might as well quit. Yeah, a little, little bump in the road as opposed to. Uh, we've seen so many people that are so good during the week, and then during the weekend, they fall off the rails completely, you know, and then rinse and repeat. Oh, hey, I'm good for five days. I lose two pounds. Yeah. Bad for two days. Gain three pounds. <laughs> like, you know, and the idea to- is create a diet for yourself that you never have to get back on track coming Monday. It should just always be. Always be. What it is. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be this. If you have to get back on track, your diet's not working. It's not. 
there should be no getting back on track. It yeah. just should be a way of life in, in the way that you live. Oh, and it should be thought. Like, and I, I hate the word diet because people have right. turned I know. it. I hate people have turned it into. Yeah. Oh, I'm on this diet. And people are like, oh, how long are you on that? Oh, 30 days. It's like, no. Right. Diet, nutrition. That's an intervention. Yeah. <laughs> diet, nutrition should be a lifestyle, right? right? It's a it's a sentence you commit to for the rest of your life. And right? for certain things, there are protocols or interventions. Whatever you want to have interventions, more aggressive. I'll say protocol. It's my favorite word. There are protocols for certain things based, you know, and, and those are that that 5% of, of things that you need to branch out and, and work on those. And then you get back onto your lifestyle, whatever, you know, whatever it is you were eating beforehand. But you actually mentioning that the calories thing that, that actually is good because I wanted to add something. So when we're giving Andrew's example, he would have to eat completely lean protein sources to have the calories we calculated for him. As in whatever he's eating is just protein. There's no other macronutrients in it. And that's not realistic. So when you're, when you're guesstimating, if there's about four calories in a in, in protein, one gram, there's about nine calories in fat, one gram. If you're eating things that are mixed, we could guesstimate somewhere in between five and nine. So what, maybe that's, you know, seven calories or so per his 140 grams. Um, my point being, it gives him a little bit less leeway and room to play with because all of his protein sources are not going to be completely lean sources and they do not have to be, you know, we, we want to have that full amino acid profile and that's going to come from things like red meat and that's going to have other fat in it depending on the leanness and, and what have you. So yeah, I'm not gonna, I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm not going to eat just chicken breast. Like, no, I'm gonna definitely eat, not. I'm going to eat, like, well, I had a steak last night, right? There we I'm go. Gonna, yeah. Right, I'm going to have ground beef. I'm going to have some salmon, right? And, sa you know, it's all that's going to have fats. And that's yep. okay. It's healthy. Yeah. So if we if we were to fill in our 800 grams, I, I didn't do any calculations before this. So I, I honestly have no idea what 800 grams of fruits and vegetables come out to. But Adam does. No, oh, sorry. Okay, he's As waving. Not, not at me. No. Other people <laughs> peeping in on the on the <laughs> that's, podcast. That's we are. Um, the studio room is not airtight. Here. No, it's not. Son of a gun. Um, so you know, I don't know. I'm just I'm gonna throw an arbitrary number. Let's say it's 500 calories of fruits and veggies, which is a, a decent amount of calories. Uh, anyways, Andrew probably still has three to four hundred calories to play with. And uh, if you if you look at the um, if you didn't know, the RDA, which I'd say I don't listen to them, but they just came out with, every five years, they come out with their new guidelines. So they came out with the 2020. I don't listen to them, but they just came out with. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's commonly, sir, or people are going to look it up. Yeah, so they, they just came out with the 2020 to 2025 guidelines, and there was a big push to reduce the amount of sugar we're allowed to have to 6% of the daily diet, and people were angry yeah, that, pe that, they, didn't, that. they were not doing that. Yeah. And if you do the calculations, it's somewhere like, 300 calories of sugar or 150 calories of sugar. Now, you listeners are informed citizens and realizing everything else we just talked about in the grand scheme of Andrew's calories is if he follows the guidelines we just gave, having our calorie budget, having our, our protein, hitting our, our veggies and fruits or our phytochemicals, which will include fiber and we'll get to that. Could he have the sugar? I'm going to lean on the side of I'm okay with that. Yes. CT Crunch is back on the menu. Yeah, but you know it's it's not it's not making that the majority of of his calories or this like binge and purge type of thing. It's just it fits, and I am not saying when you get into the in the road in the boat of if it fits your macros, people are slamming you know two or three whatever calorie donuts because if it fits your macros, what does it not take into account? Veggies and fruits. It's just about calories and macros, which is why that is a fine, 
idea, the, 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 the general notion works, but to me as a coach, it's missing a little something. It's missing a little more guidance with complete freedom because whatever, whatever veggies and protein, uh, veggies and, and fruits you want to eat, be my guest, but you got to get them in first. And then if you still have room for that donut, that whatever, okay. Uh, and with all of these kind of guideposts, you're not going to be four out of four every day. It, that is life and, and that, and things will ebb and flow. So you may be 75% on your veggies and 90% on your protein, but you know, the, the goal over time is to hit as many of these as consistently as we can. And you're not a lesser or more of a human if you are hitting it or not. We don't want to put our self-identity and, and self-love in these metrics, but it's just, it, it, it's guiding but it's very freeing because it's completely up to you. And I'm not, it's not this dogma of you have to eat these paleo foods or these Mediterranean foods. Uh, it's just choose whole foods, eat protein often, don't indulge excessively, frequently. If you have one off day, the rest of the seven days will even out. And when you start to understand these general guidelines, it's like, oh, I could do that for the rest of my life until I die. And I would not be overwhelmed. Yeah, because well... I mean, my, one of my pet peeves is people are like, oh, paleo, it's way better. And then people start making paleo brownies. It's like, all right, just because you put paleo in front of it and you use yep. coconut sugar instead of cane sugar doesn't it's mean more it's More expensive not, junk food. Doesn't mean it's not a brownie. It's yeah. still a brownie. It's still serving its purpose right. as a brownie, as a treat and indulgence. Right. That's so. a whole other talk, the loopholes of dieting. Oh, yeah. I mean, people do. <laughs> Every I'm, camp has them. People find anything. It's like, oh, yeah, but this is keto. It's like, yeah, but mm. should you be eating a keto donut? Right, right. So from the fruits and veggies, uh, the, the, yeah. we're on the fourth one. Fourth one will be fiber, and I don't need to go into depth on that. You'll get a lot of that from the fruits and veggies. But there's also a good amount of fiber from things like whole grains. And even um, some people do, you know, uh, supplemental forms of fiber too, depending on like resistant starches and, and things like that, which can be really beneficial. But at the minimum, again, we're talking about the low-hanging fruit here. What can everyone do without going crazy in the supplements and everything like that? Getting your, your fruits and veggies and every now and again, having some good, wholesome, whole grains. Maybe, Eat some oatmeal, people. Yeah, may, maybe timed around your workout if you're worried about that. If your goal is weight loss, you know, that will be the best time to have it before or after. So it's it's used up. I'm not recommending to slam two cups of oatmeal and then go to sleep. Um, but again, depending on who you are and who your goal is, some people that might work, trying to mass, whatever. But um, yeah, getting your, getting your fiber in. And you can go down the road of tracking insoluble to soluble different types Use Google. I don't need to get into that. It's easy to look up. Um, just think one, <laughs> one, one bulks your stools. One kind of goes through you. I love you. how simple you're trying to make this. And well, if you want to track your fiber, your insoluble versus soluble fiber, you know, you can. Do, sorry. I, I just, think most people don't even know there's a difference. I just between think you're trying to dumb this down, Lauren. I am. <laughs> going into. No, I just. I am. <laughs> hey, but you know how people are. I'm just dying right now, everybody. I'm hilarious. Apparently, everybody wants to make like you know they they get super detailed and this this and there's spreadsheets on that and they're like yeah. I'm really into right. this. It's like, but you don't need to be. Like, you can simplify a lot of things. You hit these couple big points. See, Andrew, I'm trying to hit. disagree with you. I don't think anybody's like, I shouldn't say anybody. Uh, excuse I don't, me. I don't, I, you know, well, I know you are. I just, <laughs> I think people who have less time on their hands, I'm joking. Wow. I'm no one's joking. laughing. No, but you know, I, I think people get uber busy and they want to be like that. They want to have their. It seems sexy. Like, their, ooh, that must work. Yeah, yeah. I, I have my. Yeah, Blankety blank spreadsheet. I'm going to enter in these numbers and blah 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 for three days. And really, again, at the end of the day, you just s s stay in your lane. Protein, calories, fiber, da da. You'll be fine. Like, <laughs> let's stay here. And to do it every day, you know, all seven days of the week, you know, 
365 days a year, year on year on year. And now all of a sudden we have health going for us. So yeah. um, you don't have to get a weird and crazy. And if you have this ebb and flow of highs and lows, like that's where you just, you know, totally fall off the wagon week after week after week. And, and you get in a spot where you just don't want to be. Yeah. And you mean yeah. I don't have to track it. I don't have to count my almonds. So <laughs> only a thumb's worth. That's like four, no more, maybe six. Just kidding. What was the Barry Sears thing with Evander Holyfield? Was it five fries, Evander? <laughs> five fries. I don't know, but that just sounds funny. Zone diet stuff back oh, in the yeah, day. Oh, yeah. Oh, Barry thing. Sears. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, that, I think, yeah, that pretty much, that wraps up the, the nutrition side of, <laughs> of the very simple things that you can focus on. Yeah. But all of that must be encompassed or maybe it's like sitting on the cornerstone of sleep and movement in adequate amounts. So being in bed long enough, getting restful sleep and moving to push yourself some days, but mostly just moving a little bit every day. Some type of that neat, the non-exercise activity, super important. The other 23 hours in your day, also equally important. The gym obviously has oak strength. Strength is a huge catalyst. Um, at my certification this weekend, just things I take for granted that I'm like, I know strength is important, but I don't realize there's these really awesome statistics out there. The number one determiner of like longevity of life Muscle mass? Strength. Yeah. Yeah. Second, grip strength, specifically. Oh, so, man strength. I don't know how they've studied this, but the, the weaker your grip strength, the sooner you will die. That's nuts. They've done studies to prove this. Mm-hmm. Such a simple fact. I'm like, gosh, that's so cool. Like, yeah, I love what I do. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, I just overlook it. I'm like, oh, no, your, yeah, like your vitamin B12 levels is going to, I try to get down the rabbit holes on that mm-hmm. when it's like, no, Lauren, like the stronger you are, the longer you will live. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I've heard that just in the sense of when you say strength, um, it, it, it falls into, you know, a couple different places. One, right. one muscle mass, like Andrew said. So yep. if you if you slip on the ice, you know, yes. yeah. You, yeah. you have something to actually, you know, you know counterbalance, stabilize mm-hmm. you. you know, but, but then in the same breath, too, you need the strength to be able to, you know, sit on the toilet and, and get back up. Or if you do fall on the ice, to be able to, to, to get back up. So, yeah. and then, hey, oddly enough, you know, Overall strength ties into grip strength, you know, Yeah. to, to be able to pick things up and move yeah. them around. And, you know, my grandfather lived to 95 like, with almost zero health issues. And, and just, he, he was a carpenter his whole life and yeah. swung a hammer and hung di- drywall and built houses. And yeah. um, at the age of, I don't even know how old he was at the time, mid eighties, um, c- kind of refinished our, our basement. Like he'd just come over and, you know four hours down in the basement and he'd come up for lunch and his hair would be all drywally and you know, just yeah. kind of yeah. funny the little hair that he had, but yeah, I mean just how, how healthy that you said neat. I'd never heard that acronym before. Um, oh really? Super I, common. Yeah. It's okay. Non-exercise activity, activity thermogenics. thermogenics. Fantastic. Talk about that really quick. Yeah, sure. Cause I think that's a big deal. You just, you went over it really quick. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's interesting actually, because this idea of neat. So Non-exercise activity, that means things I'm doing when I'm moving that I'm not intentionally doing for exercise. That can be us right now podcasting. I'm moving my hands around a lot. If you could see me, it's like I'm a mime. That's neat. Sitting in a chair and tapping your foot. That's neat. Tapping your, tapping your hand on the, on the counter or you know, flicking, the, flicking the pen. Uh, things like cooking, uh, grocery shopping, moving around the house. Like It's just your daily movement and even the small movements like twitching and fidgeting. And the funny thing is, when you diet, if you're in extreme calorie deficit, for those of you dieting right now, your body knows it's in a deficit and it downregulates your neat. We sit more. We fidget less. We are less apt to get up and do things. And so you have to work double as hard 
in a diet yeah. phase to overcome that because your body subconsciously down regulates because it's always trying to conserve energy. Um, and that's something that's greatly overlooked by people They're like, oh, cut my calories by 300. Nothing's happening. Well, yeah, if you're Netflixing and chilling for eight hours because you're exhausted because you don't have the calories. Yeah. So people often try to think eat more, move less, or sorry, <laughs> eat less. <laughs> I keep doing that. Eat less and move more. And the move more is like hard and tense in the gym. Just move more throughout your day. And even in my own life, when I went through my period of, of losing about 20 pounds, like I had very simple principles. It was summertime, so it was nice, but walked the dog multiple times a day. I was, I stood, you know, stood at my, at my desk instead of sitting, which burns 20% more calories on a daily basis just by standing. So those of you that work on your feet probably need more calories than you realize. Um, just, just little things like that, doing little movement sessions throughout the day. I did a lot of mini workouts cause we were filming videos at the gym yeah. and like the weight just started falling off and I wasn't even intentionally trying to lose it. Oh, I was going to say like, one thing that's always simple. It's like park far away, right? So like you go to target, don't try to find the closest spot. Yeah. Park far away where no one parks. There's always spot. You got less chance of your car getting dinged. Also <laughs> side benefit. But walk that extra yeah. 100 steps in, 100 steps out. One of my friends jokes, she uses the far bathroom in her house. My bathroom is literally three steps from my desk because I have an upstairs and a downstairs. I haven't gone to using the downstairs because I, I think I move enough during the day. Yeah. But she may, intentionally makes herself walk to the other end of her house to pee to <laughs> then get back to her desk. I'm like, oh, that's pretty simple. But think about how many times you use the bathroom yeah. in the day and, and times that by seven days a week, times that by 30 days. That alone could be 3,000 steps, yeah. you know, over your monthly totals. Again, when we look at this thing at a macro level and not our daily, like, did my thing today, check the box. Yeah. We shouldn't be checking the box. We should just be living and experiencing and just thinking about taking steps for our health instead of, like, checking it and then, all right, I'm done. Health is off. Like, health brain, off. Now it's just live brain or chill brain. Yeah. Um, it should just always be a part of what we're doing. I'm amazed at how good I feel when I yeah. do like a, just a, whatever adult project thing, you know, when, yeah. we, when we built out the gym, you know, where we're carrying around it's like know, labor equipment. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're painting the walls and we're, you know, are we, I, I redid our deck last year or, you know, whatever it is, just that like, it's, it's not exhausting work. It's not like I'm <sighs> right, <sighs> but I get done with the day, you know, and I, I feel accomplished, I, well, especially if I step on the scale, it's like, Oh my gosh, I, you know, I dropped three pounds. What the heck did I do? Oh, I, he's also on. a male ladies. He's you know, a male. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do a lot of sweating. Um, <laughs> but you know, just, just not only that, but I feel good. Mm -hmm. Like just, just, just that normal movement. Um, that was a little bit more than, you know, just right. Cause I do have extremes. I have computer work and yep, I have, yep. you know, lift heavy weights in the gym and there's not much in between that in between, I think is insanely beneficial kind of going down a rabbit hole here. No, it's fine. I, and I would I, argue there's more to that. Like oh yeah. those things you're doing, it is, it's, you don't not, have to argue. I'm going to agree with you. It's not, it's not monotonous <laughs> movement. And so it's outside of the scope. It's, it's on the level of play mm. for adults. Yes. And <gasps> just, I know, here we go. That's it. We'll, we will wait. We will table that mm. for another podcast. Lots of studies on that. It's cool. But yeah, it's, it's like play and just the, the creative brain side and just how that, that works the body to where, yeah, you do feel a little euphoric at the end of the day. And, and you have that more parasympathetic, the chill side of you being released after all yeah. that work. And it's, it's I do awesome. sleep really well. I bet you do. Yeah. Like a rock. Yeah. yeah. Like how we did when we were kids. We're yeah. just outside being yeah. crazy all day. Yeah. And um, just, yeah, super beneficial. Yeah. So that was us going on a rabbit hole of neat and non-exercise activity, which has to do with your overall kind of calorie burn or expenditure for the day. Um, but it's going off of the idea of all the nutrition things I talked about sit on movement and sleep. And I think we've done plenty of podcasts and talks and things on, on sleep. We probably don't have to hammer that too much. You could always look, look back. Um, we could talk a little bit, but like it, 
I'm, I'm brushing over it, but to me, it's something I spend months on clients with. They will be begging, just give me a macro. Tell me what to eat. I'm like, no, check your sleep. Like, mm. y- you have two days of your sleep ritual and then four days off, and then you're up three pounds. I wonder why. Like, until you hammer this in and we can get it for 10 days straight, I am not going to put another thing on your plate that you cannot handle. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to give you more things that you can't do. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, okay. Can't do that. Cool. Let's do this. Can't do that. Let's that's just good keep, coaching keep right adding there. it on. Yes. Um, so it, it's just deeply overlooked and it just works synergistically when you're in the groove of eating enough for you, having your protein, eating lots of fruits and veggies, sleeping well, moving here and there. Like that's a good life. Yeah. Like who doesn't want to wake up every morning and be like, I feel content with yeah. my belly and the food I'm eating and I'm ready to move and wow, I actually slept okay. Yeah. That's everyone's dream. That That's health. Back to our last episode. Happy, healthy, strong. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's going to get you there. And thank you guys for listening. Check us out, oakstrength.com, social media at oakstrength. And until next time, be happy, be healthy, be strong. Peace. <laughs>